Pints with Jack, Season 3, Episode 50. Season finale. Good morning and welcome to Pints with Jack, a podcast where two enthusiastic C.S. Lewis amateurs get together, share a beverage and discuss a work of C.S. Lewis. This season we read Till We Have Faces, but today we finally wrap up Season 3. Yes! And we are back, baby! I'm sorry, it's been so long. David, when's the last time you and I recorded together? It was quite a while. Two, three months? I mean, if you... Last time we recorded an episode was a retrospective a while ago. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think I recorded once or twice in Georgia, and that was a month ago that I was in Georgia, and I was there two months. So it was the last three months, we probably recorded once or twice together. Something like that. It feels so good. But guys, oh my goodness. Um, I am so excited for this episode, the season finale. This is, I like these because we're so, I don't want to say scripted because we really do allow them, but the other ones, we try to keep it tight, and I think people appreciate that. And here we get to just talk about fun. I guess we talked about fun stuff before too, but. You're not really selling it. <laughs> no, I'm not. And I forgot to make my joke on our love-hate relationship. Oh my goodness. So Matt. <laughs> <laughs> He's all over the place. This is what happens when you put ADHD Matt into a podcast that he hasn't been able to talk for two months. Well. If you just had that on two times speed. Oh man. <laughs> well, tell you what, let's, let's, let's get back with the program and let's begin with the drink of the week. Uh, which this week is Eagle Rare, which was a very generous gift from our listener, Jeff. Yes, yes. And actually, which is so fun, I just got off the phone with Jeff. Um, Jeff is the uh, internet friend we were talking about before that we, he's a podcast listener. I met him and we've kept in great touch and he's just an awesome person. So he sent us Eagle Rare, a delicious Kentucky straight bourbon whiskey. Jeff, thank you so much. And thank you for the lovely conversation 11 minutes ago that we just got off the phone of. And for all other listeners, please, if you really want, if you want shout outs and stuff like that, we are very open to receiving gifts of bourbon, scotch, or whiskey. <laughs> and longtime listeners will not be surprised to know that Matt has already opened and already consumed some of it, whereas I waited for this moment so we could drink it together. Yes, I've, I, I've done it before today, plus... In fairness, the one I had before we started recording here was with Jeff. I thought, I'm on the phone with him for an hour, I should drink his stuff, but I also had one like a week ago. (laughs) Thereby completely invalidating that pathetic defense. Yeah, (laughs) because I'm an honest, genuine guy, can't lie. Okay, well, since we are in a transitional period, today we're looking back on season three and we're looking forward to season four, I thought this quote of the week was quite appropriate. And it comes from one of Lewis's letters to Mary Willis Shelburne. We must try to take life moment by moment. The actual present is usually pretty tolerable, I think, if only we can refrain from adding to its burden that of the past and the future. So in this episode, we're going to completely ignore that and look at both the past and the future. <laughs> you know what, I'd, I'd like to add a, a second paraphrased quote from Douglas Gresham of, let us realize that the endings are not really endings, but beginnings of a future yet experienced in eternity still to come for those who listened to last episode <laughs> the quote from last week <laughs> that was actually quite role remembered for you well done well done Matt. <laughs> hey, thank you this is not an end guys but a beginning well the other thing that we need to do is we need to toast our patreon supporter john marr so if you'll please raise your glasses john thank you for your continued support and enthusiasm 
May the Zainzucht never grow dull. Cheers. Cheers. So glad you didn't make me say that word. <laughs> I'd have been like, Zainzucht. It's German. That's one of the other words that he used for this longing, this joy. Ah, oh, that's uh, well done after two we have faces. <laughs> this bourbon is lovely. On the nose, I'm like complex aromas of toffee, hints of orange peel, herbs, honey. I'd say also say leather and oak. <laughs> David's just listing off a bunch of things coming to his mind. You know, we, we should have said though, um, Jeff told me this, so they, I, I don't know this much. I think he was in person at the distillery and they, it was a sink. He got to pick out the barrel. So he got a, a specific barrel that was chosen and it turned into four of them and he got the whole barrel. And so he only had four of these and he chose to drink one himself, one stored away for special occasions and two got sent to us. And that's pretty awesome. Well done, sir. Well done. <laughs> well done. Okay, hang on. I'm going to finish my tasting. I'm going to say it's bold. It's quite dry. Definitely some oaky flavors there. And notes of candied almonds. I'm going to say there's quite a rich cocoa taste. And it's got a very dry and lingering finish. But do you taste the plums in there? I don't read that on the tasting notes that I'm reading in front of me. <laughs> <laughs> I know. You're actually reading notes. I thought you were making it off the top of your head, so I was about to go on a path. So what about the raspberries, the hint of raspberries at the back of your throat? How about that cinnamon roll? Remember one of the tasting notes you read had cinnamon roll? Yes. Iced cinnamon roll. I can never forget that. I'm still waiting for the one that says the snozberries taste like snozberries. <laughs> People are learning real quickly if this is a season finale. This is just going to be us laughing and joking the whole time. So Pretty much. <laughs> you can cancel out right now if you want. Uh, no, you'll, you'll miss lots of great stuff. We have a lot, we actually have quite a bit of news to talk about and we'll get there eventually. But since you and I haven't had a chance to catch up for a while, uh, how's the apocalypse been treating you? Yeah, I'm glad you're starting with this because this actually, maybe others can relate to this. I, I pray when this is released five or six weeks, things are much better, but it, it was a tough few months. I mean, some listeners, you guys will actually probably realize there's no blogs going out. So, um, during COVID for me, it was a really hard period spiritually without the the sacraments and going to mass and getting out. And so my spiritual life didn't do so well. Um, and I can't, the blog posts, if you notice, were always a, a lot about what I was feeling and during the week <laughs> and how <laughs> stuff hit me. And I can't just make stuff up. That's just not my personality. David knows that once we were trying to do a video on the YouTube and I didn't fully believe it. So I said, we're not doing it. <laughs> it's just how I am. So I just haven't been able to put stuff and it's a lot better now though. But I, I know a lot of people were in the same camp. Um, when you're stuck inside, you're feeling depressed. Honestly, it was the most depressed I'd been. Probably tr trumped um, Oxford uh, when I went to a rough period. It was a, it was a tough period. But I, long story short, though, you guys probably knew I was in Georgia. That came about after about four to six weeks of me realizing I'm dying <laughs> and bad habits are being formed. So I went and lived with uh, uh, one of my best friends from college, college roommate and helped a ton, at least spirituality. A lot of the routines still stayed down, but at least there, um, you're with someone, you feel loved. You're not in a state of like depression. You had good exercise routines, got outside and all that good stuff. So, and now sacraments are back in Grand Rapids. So I'm going to mass. They don't have morning daily mass. It's lunchtime, which is tougher for me, but I'm getting at least one to two a week plus Sunday mass and getting back to partial rosary in the morning and 
it's like weightlifting. I was doing 70 pound weights. I'm down. I was down to like 20. I'm back like 40 right now, but we're getting back to seventies. <laughs> what about you, David? Well, I have been planning a wedding, then scrapping those plans and planning it again, then taking those plans, throwing those away and planning it all over again. <laughs> so I've pretty much described the last few months of my life and honestly, also the last few weeks. <laughs> Is it Marie doing all this? No, it's been the same for Marie as well. Yeah. But we have had some nice things. We are now in our apartment, or at least for me, it's my office. So I stay at my guy house where I live with a couple of other dudes and I drive in each day into the apartment and this is then my office. Uh, and it also means that we're recording this episode in my new recording studio, which is the closet. Listeners, don't worry. There will be an Instagram post showing an image <laughs> of David right now. Yes. Uh, I, it's I, priceless. I, I made sure it's just showing my clothes. <laughs> you don't have very many, David. No, I don't. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm not married yet, but God willing, by the time this episode is published, I will be. And we've had lots of lovely messages from all the people that are no longer allowed to come to our wedding. Uh, and even Marie had emails from listeners from her work. Uh, there was one guy, Kevin from Ireland. His was my favorite. He said, uh, David should remember that a happy wife is a happy life. Good advice. And then he yep. ended with, as you both slide down the banister of life, may the splinters face the right way. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. And we've had lots of people buying from our registry, so our apartment is now beautifully kitted out. And uh, probably one of my favorites was, uh, it's called Every Moment Holy. It's a book by Douglas McKelvey. Uh, and it basically has liturgies and prayers for every possible moment that you can think of even for something as simple as drinking your morning cup of coffee, which I do every morning when I get in here. And uh, I actually wanted to share one of the liturgies uh, because it really reminded me of Lewis. And actually, as I was flicking through the book, they actually have a, looks like a woodprint of Lewis sitting down reading. Uh, but this is called a liturgy for those with an inconsolable homesickness. So think Zane Zucht. Let me steward well, Lord Christ, this gift of homesickness, this grieving for a childhood gone, this ache for distant family, lost fellowship, past laughter, shared lives, and the sense that I was somewhere I belonged. It is a good, good thing to have a home, but now that I have gone from it, let me steward well, O oh God, this homesick gift, as I know my wish for what has been is not some solitary ache, but is woven with a deeper longing for what will one day be. This yearning to return to what I knew is, even more than that, a yearning for a place my eyes have yet to see. So let me steward this sacred yearning well. Homesickness is indeed a holy thing, like the slow burning of an immortal beacon, set ablaze to bid us onwards. Mm. That gave me good ideas. What's the socially acceptable time frame to send a gift? <laughs> Um, I, I will accept bottles of scotch at any time. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, that was, that's a given, but I'm going to be more creative than just that. Okay. Well, just to be clear, I had my brother's wedding was this past weekend. I still haven't gotten him and his uh, now wife one. So I'm behind on my gifts. His birthday was June 18th. I owe him a birthday gift, a wedding gift and you, um, 
Wow, you're just failing across the board. <laughs> I know. My life has just settled down finally this week, and so I'm like catching up on all of the list of little things. So I'm going to put together a little basket. It's going to be great. I don't buy off registries, by the way. <laughs> okay, that's fine. Just make it pricey and I'll be happy. <laughs> it, it's been funny Th throughout all of these changes and the restrictions getting worse and worse and worse. You know, my family are all going to be in England. Um, and uh, the thing we, Marie and I have constantly said to each other is the important thing. It's just one important thing, at which point I'll usually say, yeah, it's that people buy us gifts. I mean, no, it, the important thing is that we'll be husband and wife. Yeah, <laughs> that's the important thing. The important thing is people just saved $400 on a plane ticket, so they should get us a better gift. Well, you said it, not me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Real quick, are you guys going to do like a reception later? Or? Oh, goodness knows. I mean, when do you even plan for something like that? When things are normal? When on earth is that going to be? I'll just add, I'll just put my flight cost into your gift then. <laughs> yeah, I can't really see us doing that anytime soon. I mean, the next the next celebration might be at the baptism of our firstborn. So we might just have a slightly <laughs> bigger party. AKA, we're getting started fast. Well, you know, I look at Marie, I look at me, I think we're both pretty awesome people. Doesn't the world deserve more of us? I would love a little mini David Bates. <laughs> I already have ideas for a nursery, a Narnia-themed nursery. Uh, actually, the guys from the Lamppost Listener, Daniel, his newborn, he sent some pictures of their nursery. It is amazing. You need, to, you need to have, when you build your house, if you build a house ever, or even if you don't, just break down one of the walls, the two back-to-back -back rooms. Yep. You should, make, you should put the cupboard, cupboard in and you should make a door that goes into it. Naturally. Make another room an already room. Yep. Yep. No argument, yeah. no argument from me. <laughs> Marie, we'll see. <laughs> I love it. Okay, so let's talk about season three, now that we are the other side of it. It was a great season, I thought, and I'm actually very pleased to announce that we just passed a total of 200,000 downloads since we started this thing. What? No way. 200,000. That's amazing. That's terrifying. <laughs> yeah, guys, we aren't that interesting. Well, actually, we're not. Lewis is. Yeah, speak for yourself. <laughs> in all honesty thank you guys genuinely from the bottom of our hearts that is awesome i can't believe that what a great way to celebrate did we just pass like now yes oh my goodness that is so cool you guys are fantastic the liking the subscribing the sharing the reviewing you guys don't realize how great that is and particularly those amazing people who support us on patreon because that was the other thing that we started this season we kicked off on patreon and in another great announcement, I'm pleased to say that we hit our original goal. So we are now fully funded for web hosting and the audio editing of four episodes a month. That's awesome. You guys are fantastic there too. Now, there is then the question of, well, where do we go from here if more people join? So what I did is I created a couple of extra goals so that we can fund six episodes a month because some of our episodes go longer than just an hour and that then costs us more. And also some months we'll do more than the regular four episodes as we did through most of the early months of COVID. Uh, but I like the idea that after we've got that covered, we can then start getting a little bit more creative, uh, start sending people more free stuff, stickers, books. And uh, also, I mean, we send gifts 
thank you gifts to our guests. So it'll also go towards that. And even before that, I would say, I mean, not before that, but the, probably the bigger thing is um, the potential for this ministry is just endless. So we do the goals because it helps let people realize what we've reached. But I mean, if we were, if we were 20 times the amount we were making, we could do things from just professional video series or introductory courses or anything. I mean, you could, the sky's the limit of what you could do as you build a platform like this around with people who love C.S. Lewis and pulling together scholars because the beauty of this is you guys are so faithful listening to it. David and I have been blessed because of your guys's, um, the popularity from what you guys have given us with this to be able to interview some incredible people. We could do so much more with that, with them. And all I'm saying with that is, um, we're never going to take any of it (laughs) and we're just going to constantly reinvest it into more content. And there is much more expensive quality, higher quality content, things that we could do down the road. So, um, there's some very cool stuff we could do with this and we're just letting God take it. And as it comes in, we're trying to make sure we are always using the most efficient means with the dollars. And I, I do like the idea of us doing another video series, like the one we did right back at the beginning, the Eagle and Child series, where we sat down, we had, you know, cameramen and lights and stuff. And we gave 12 short little episodes introducing people to yeah. the thought of C.S. Lewis and specifically mere Christianity. I would love to do another one of those on the great divorce till we have faces or yes. the other thing that you and I batted around was the idea of just giving people an introduction to Lewis's books. So we will have one episode per book. We will get a different scholar or a different guest on to just give you the lay of the land and basically tell you why you should read this book. Uh, and so if someone's new into Lewis or they've only read a portion of his corpus, then they have this series that will you know, whet their appetite to go and read more of his books and particularly some of those that are a little more off the beaten path. Uh, that's what I'm so excited for, like a, a Lewis 101 course or an introductory course, because like I said, we've been blessed to have now develop a relationship with pretty much most of the scholars and they've all been on and we were just more getting to know them and some of their expertise. But if we can target it and curate it towards a very specific end goal of learning Lewis 101, oh man. So all that to say, we're so thankful for you guys for Patreon and um, even if we, as we hit our goals, we do that to let you know what milestones are at, but the sky's the limit. So please, if you're considering, do. <laughs> and on a practical note, I did just want to explain how Patreon works. Uh, the stuff gets sent out at the start of the month. So, for example, if you started supporting us in mid-July, uh, Patreon gives us a list of things to send out at the beginning of the next month. Uh, which is why there's sometimes a little bit of a delay. It's it's either that or we charge you immediately as soon as you sign up. So if you signed up at the end of July, you would get charged immediately. <laughs> and we figured that kind of sucks. So we went with this route. Uh, but I did just want to say, always feel free to reach out to us if you haven't received your Patreon rewards. I'm usually pretty good about adding people to Slack immediately so they get that benefit as soon as possible. Um, and then the stickers and everything else will usually go out in a few weeks. Love it. Now, something else we did this season was we started having more Pints with Jack swag. We had the T-shirts, and uh, you mentioned earlier, and it's worth underscoring, we don't make any profit from this. This is just something that we think is cool, and, you know, it's summer, so what are you going to wear if you want to dress to impress people other than your Pints with Jack (laughs) T-shirt? Just just saying. Uh, I love that. And... We've been sending out the Pints with Jack glasses to people who support us on Patreon at a particular tier and above. 
but one of the things that we're going to be doing is we're going to be opening that up for you to buy them directly, even if you don't support us. Because we spoke to the company that produces them for us, and they actually put together a little web page with a Pints with Jack wine glass, pint glass, and Glencairn glass. So if you want to get extras to share with your friends, you know, Christmas isn't that far away now, uh, you can order to your heart's content. And again, we don't make any profit from this. It's just simply we think this is cool, and if you enjoy the show, you might want some, uh, some Pints with Jack swag. Yeah, I love that you you stress that because I'm whenever I donate money to causes, I always like to know how it's spent. So when it's through Patreon or through this, we don't take anything. Um, we always anything that comes to us, we reinvest right back into Pints with Jack because this is a ministry and time, treasure, talent. We also put our own money into this, even on top of our goals being hit. So we will continue doing that, and then what you guys do allows us to go even further. Okay, so uh, what's next? Well, we talked about. Till we have faces. Uh, but I'd say this season, we had really great guests on the show. And we had a lot of them. When I was talking to Jeff before this, I was saying that none of this season, and I don't think you guys realize this, if David didn't push going to that C.S. Lewis symposium, this season would be, at least the guest interviews would be drastically different. We met so many of the people. The, the uh, When you're listening to this, you have then obviously heard the Diana Glyer, you have heard to Douglas Gresham, a number of the other ones. Obviously, David's done too. The, those would not really have probably happened without the C.S. Lewis Symposium. Yeah, I actually drew up a list of some of the people that we've had on. We had Jason Lepoyavi. He was so much fun. Uh, Lena Maslow with her lovely book, David Beckman, uh, Dr. Stephen Beebe, Christine Novell, Brenton Dickerson, uh, Brian McGreevy. And, and that was before we even had Tolkien Month when... We sat down with the Prancing Pony. <laughs> Actually, uh, I saw a message on their Facebook page when they shared a link to the interview that they did on Pints with Jack. And one of the listeners responded by saying that he misread the entry and he thought it was a podcast called Pants with Jack. <laughs> I would like to assure listeners that we always wear pants. Well, usually, usually. With Jack. <laughs> uh, and we also spoke with the guys from the Tolkien Road, Tea with Tolkien... Uh, the Joseph Leconte interview, that got lots of positive feedback. People really enjoyed him. And I've got to say, I really enjoyed that interview. It was a lot of fun. And then you had your interview with Dr. Diana Glyer. I just, I don't know if it's a good thing or a bad thing, because I've only now done three, Diana, Gresham, and uh, Patty. And I just fanboy out the whole time. <laughs> I just can't help it, okay? It's just, I, I, I wouldn't fanboy with a celebrity, but it's not C.S. Lewis Scholar. I just get all excited, so... Hopefully our listeners don't mind that. She was such a pleasure too. I mean, I got worried. Sometimes when you're interviewing, the listeners guys might not realize this, but you feel a lot of pressure to do it right. To your, They're giving you your, their time. But you're also wondering as you're going, I want to let this flow and I want to go down some paths and the conversation is getting interesting. But then you have a self-conscious insecurity of, am I going too long? And Diana was just so gracious. I mean, we went two hours. I went to two parts and she just, I stopped halfway through and I said, how are you doing on time? I want to be really conscious. Oh, I'm doing great. Loving it. <laughs> oh, she's just a sweetheart. And you also had your interview with Douglas Gresham. And I didn't know what to expect either there because um, he gets these all the time, I'm, I'm imagining. And so you just don't know, and I mean this in a genuine way, like, is this is going to be colder, warmer? He was so warm. Him and Robert were laughing, were joking. 
David took a screenshot because we we do a video recording, but then obviously we only use the audio. And it's just Robert is dying in the camera laughing. Douglas is smiling. I'm I'm just chuckling. I mean, it was so much fun interviewing Douglas. Yeah, you spoke about Teslas. There was a lot of car talk in the preamble uh, that got cut for the full episode. Uh, <laughs> but there was a lot of car talk. Uh, and I, I love the fact that you uh, you commented on his watches because he told us at the symposium that he always wears two watches, one with the current time zone and then one with whatever time zone his wife Mary is in. So we're going to have another chance, thankfully. Hopefully, I mean, it's been said we do. Obviously, I hope we pull it together, but to interview him again, because one of the questions, I want to focus more on Douglas. We had only so much time we could do it about 60 to 75 minutes and we used it all. And so we're going to have another chance because I wanted to ask him, he's a deep romantic. And that's what the two watches are. They're one is to time zone his wife, one is his time zone. And his story, his love story is beautiful. But I wanted to ask him, Lewis wrote a lot about love and you're a deep romantic. What did Lewis teach you about it? And how has your own journey confirmed that or maybe added to it? Because he's been married 56 years and he still misses his wife when he was stuck COVID six weeks away from her. And that is just incredible. And since we've re- we are going to read the four loves at some point, so I'm going to ask him that question on the next one. Yeah, you've got to get me some marriage tips. I know. I, I just, you have so much pressure, guys, to get in. I couldn't ask a number of questions I wanted to, like the chronological order one. I really wanted to get that in for David. <laughs> no, we're not, we're not picking that fight. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I wasn't going to, but Jeff reminded me because Jeff loves that. Um, Douglas has a different view of you on this. And he's like, did you ask Doug that? I go, no, I didn't. <laughs> Might have to end in a cage match. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I did enjoy the rapport between Robert and Douglas. So Robert, he's, he's a director. He's recording a documentary about Douglas's life and particularly the portion of his life after the events of Douglas's book, Lenten Lands. And he, Robert described their relationship as a love-hate relationship. He says, I do the loving, he does the hating. Uh, and <laughs> that was what Matt was, had intended to try and work into the introduction. But he didn't prepare properly. And so he just like, whizzed right past it. <laughs> yeah, because what I was going to say is, oh, it's so good to be back recording to David. It's been so long. I'm, I actually miss him, even though we have a love-hate relationship. I do the loving, David does the hating. <laughs> I didn't get to do that. But I'm... <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, that was a that was a beautiful swing on the miss. <laughs> yeah. Also, in addition to having people on our show this past season, we got to go and visit other people. We were on the Quizical Papist, where we smoked them like a ham. Uh, <laughs> David did. <laughs> and you gave your talk at Notre Dame, and that was that was the first thing of that sort you've done, right? Or or at least in a while. Yeah. That I mean, that was my first spiritual talk. Yeah, outside of local church, yeah, where you're invited to be a, a guest speaker. I've done from business side before, so that was, I was quite nervous, so I had to prep that talk. So glad you made me do that. Honestly, it's the same thing with the Douglas thing. I mean, you didn't make me do that, obviously, but... I, nu- I nudged you. <laughs> I, I felt a lot of pressure because I don't, even that one, it's an hour interview, and you probably prep 15 hours for it because you're like, man, I've got one chance. I'm reading his book. I reread it the two days before again. You're going through practicing the interviews, thinking through the flow of the questions, and you also have your regular life going on. And so there's just a lot of stress. And sometimes it's like, ah, David's better at that. He can just take that. <laughs> but then I finished on like, I'm really glad I did that because I was not going to do the talk. And it was so stressful, mm. but it was wonderful. Oh, 
kids. They grow up so quickly. <laughs> <laughs> well, when you force them to. Yeah, <laughs> like I say, just a gentle nudge. Uh, and I was also on the Council of Trent a couple of times, and I went on the Tolkien Road very recently. That was a lot of fun. I enjoyed listening to uh, the Tolkien Road episode. Did you really listen to it, though? That's the one with Greta and John. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I listened to that today. I'm really tempted to quiz you, but I'm not going to do that. <laughs> you can quiz me up until 20 minutes left. <laughs> one hour out of the hour and 20, you can quiz me on. I will say, when he started to talk about the Samarillion, I'm like, I'm just not really feeling I'm going to read that. <laughs> I think you at least need to read Alindalay. Okay. It's the creation myth. It's absolutely gorgeous. Actually, even better than that. I'll send you a YouTube video. Somebody will read it for you, and there are pretty pictures. That's perfect. That's what I need. <laughs> I like how I'm building a brand and a reputation on this podcast. It's just a <laughs> schmuck. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, just... Just know your niche. That's all I'd say. Uh, that's, that's, I do. <laughs> and so uh, people have got to know us over the course of this season. Uh, and uh, we've got to know our listeners, I think, much better this season as well. Uh, and that was really helped by the introduction of our Slack channel. And there have been lots of wonderful conversations that have gone on there. There is a very long-lasting thread uh, about beautiful flowers that are growing in people's gardens, uh, which has been just quite delightful. I love, I don't participate as near as much as David, about one-tenth probably. But I read it probably every three days. And I just, one of my favorite things actually is prayer requests that people throw in there. We obviously talk about Lewis, questions get asked, but when people throw a YouTube video they came across, a paragraph they came across, a quote they came across, it's very much developed into 50% Lewis, 50% people's spiritual journeys just coming together surrounding a love for Christ, Christianity, and of course, an emphasis on Lewis. But it's a wonderful thing. Yeah. And we've also got to know people through uh, the video chats because our top tier supporters, Matt and I will sit down with them for, well, <laughs> pretty much in, in, until we've run out of scotch or we've got the next appointment to go to. Uh, but we recently spoke to John and that conversation went all over the place of things that we talked about. Uh, <laughs> He asked, Matt, what do you exactly do? <laughs> I, th I think still quite a lot of listeners are kind of confused. So, Matt, I'm going to give you 30 seconds to try and explain to the listeners, what do you actually do? It's very simple. I can, I've actually got to explain this. So if you want to invest in the markets, you can buy the S&P 500. It's free. It's 500 stocks. If the market's up 1%, you're up 1%. Or you can invest in someone who picks maybe 20 or 25 and hopefully does better with those. So that's what I do. And then to pick those, there's a lot of different ways you can do it. You can do it based on like technical analysis, fundamental analysis. So I use artificial intelligence to look at fundamental data, to analyze the stock income statements, balance sheets, cash flows going back five years and try to find the strongest companies at the cheapest price to make that portfolio. I understood most of that. Thank you. There you go. <laughs> but yeah, no, we chatted with John for about an hour, I think. Uh, we talked a lot about movies he watches a lot of anime and gave us a very long list of stuff that we need to watch. Matt felt super, well, for lack of a more sophisticated word, dumb. <laughs> Unrefined. David and him, he's, he's given me these really sophisticated, refined, cultured movie recommendations. David's going <laughs> back, oh, that's a good one. Oh, yeah, that's in this camp. Oh, the death director did this. I'm like, huh, 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 huh? I'll have another drink. <laughs> Don't worry, Matt. We'll get you there eventually. 
Start with the Nicolas Cage movies and slowly work your way up. I'm at the Dark Knight movies right now. Excellent. Actually, one of the things that I wanted to do this season was to for us to watch Face Off and apply the lessons that we learnt from reading the book till we have faces. And we didn't end up doing that, which I'm still a little bit sad about. So if there are any listeners that would like to do that, we might do some live tweeting. <laughs> live tweeting. Don't encourage David, guys. I heard him talking to John and Greta. See, I did listen about haikus, and she was saying half hate it, half don't. I'm like, please don't encourage David. <laughs> we are not bringing those back. Well, they appreciated them. They did. Uh, what else? Um, lots of people have been advertising our podcast recently, which has been really nice. Uh, the Midland chapter of Reasonable Faith, you know, William Lane Craig and all that, uh, they tweeted out our podcast and saying that they've been really enjoying it, which is really cool. Uh, and I saw one on Twitter a little while ago. <laughs> this was Anxious Christian 97 and said, just discovered the Pints with Jack podcast. Goodbye, life. Will I catch up? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so amazing. And we're getting a lot of advertisement today based on what something David did recently. David, you got to talk about that because that's pretty, I've never experienced something like that. <laughs> uh, I just tweeted out a picture of, it was two trees growing together and it looks like they're hugging. So I tweeted out the picture and said that Treebeard found his wife, which is a reference to the Lord of the Rings. And, and it's kind of blown up. <laughs> yeah, it's almost at 100,000 impressions and 1.7,000 or, or 1,700 retweets or likes, 400 retweets. And that's in like 24 hours. I'll post something out about the podcast soon and then they can all come and listen to us as well. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I just, I've just noticed the community has just been increasingly active over this season. We've had lots of people commenting on our content as we're going. So I, I pulled up a few of them. It's like Susan, she wrote some really great stuff on our Facebook page about the fox's comment where he wishes he was either Hermes or Odysseus. And Beth, she had some great comments related to our episode on the Narnia Code. Uh, and I want to ask you a question. Corey reached out and asked us if we had listened to the Focus on the Family Narnia series. I'm guessing no. Nope. I haven't actually seen it either, so that might be something we do as a as a side gig sometime during season four. And just give me more work, David. Come on, more work. Pfft, kids today, <laughs> kids today don't know they're born. Uh, I think probably my favourite interaction was one lady wrote to us saying that our podcast has helped her with her insomnia. She assures <laughs> us that this isn't a criticism. <laughs> I read that and I loved it. I'm still not quite sure how, but glad we can help. <laughs> I will tell you how. Insomnia is because your mind is racing, thinking about too many things and you can't center it. She's so deeply engulfed in our podcast that it calms her mind down, allows her to be in the present moment, and then it allows her melatonin to take over. Wow. Thank you, Dr. Matt. You're welcome. <laughs> uh, this season, we've also had quite a lot of very just delightful messages from people when they've told us how they found the podcast. Uh, we had a lovely email from Peter doing just that. Uh, and Annie, she sent us a message on Instagram saying that she discovered us through Andrew Lazo. So, cheers, Andrew. Uh, Maria sent us a message in Facebook. Uh, we, we got a tweet from Shane, who was an Anglican priest who worked at Jack's grandfather's parish in Ireland. And he mm -hmm. just tweeted to say hi, and he'd been enjoying the show. 
And it also turns out that there's a C.S. Lewis student centre at the University of South Carolina. And Paul, the chaplain, he reached out. And probably my favourite how I found your podcast story is Madeline. Uh, she sent us a message on Instagram saying, oh, actually, no, wrong person. She knew no, the next Ma- one's my favourite. You know favorite. I shouldn't have put Mad- Madeline and Melanie together. Okay. But Madeline, we still love your message too. <laughs> Madeline sent us a message on Instagram to say that her younger brother told her about the podcast. But my favorite how we found the podcast story was Melanie. Mm. And she messaged us to say that she was reading her daughter's copy of The Great Divorce and found our podcast name written in the margin. Yes, Melanie's daughter who did that. If you're listening to this, I, oh man. That is amazing. You need to reach (laughs) out because I will, if if, um, Melanie's daughter sends us a message where actually Melanie just can and with their address, I'm going to send some stickers and uh, coasters because that's just the greatest story I've ever heard. <laughs> I just like the idea that in years, you know, years into the future, when we're dead and gone, somebody might pick up that book at a secondhand bookstore and go, Pints with Jack. Pints with Jack. <laughs> yes. And then they'll get their holographic computer to look up what we were and find our, uh, our ancient Wikipedia page. <laughs> <laughs> and we'll be on season uh, 21 by that point. Yeah. Well, that, that'll be the thing. Will we have finished Lois's Corpus by the time we're done? David will have replaced me by then. Probably, yeah. yeah. Um, we also had people reach out to us who discovered us after we interviewed somebody from another podcast. So Casey listens to The Prancing Pony and sends a message saying that they really enjoyed the interview and were enjoying our show. And... Uh, there have also been lots of odd connections. So Michael sent us a message saying that he'd been burning through the first two seasons while working on his farm and that his brother-in-law is a priest that I know, Father Nathan Cromley. Uh, he works for Eagle Eye Ministries and they do lots of these really cool wilderness retreats. Mm. I've heard about him. Oh, he's he's superb. If If you ever get a chance to go on one of his retreats, do it. So it's usually lots of camping, lots of hiking, Sometimes California, Colorado, Alaska. They actually walked Mount Doom in New Zealand. Okay, I'm going to go do this. <laughs> well, I'm still, well, I'm still single. Well, my best man had the option of going on that trip. <laughs> the only difference is that his firstborn child was going to be born during that period. <laughs> yeah, I'd have still gone. Well, single are you, Matt? I'm kidding. I would not have. <laughs> I would, that's why I'm single. I would not have gone. I will not miss my any childs. I can't wait. I dream of those days. All eight of them. I pulled out a few messages in particular that I wanted to read in their entirety. So do you want to read the message from Kelly? I would love to. Hi. Hi, Kelly. I just wanted to say listening to this while I've been working from home alone has been a joy. I ordered all three of the books and am looking forward to reading Till We Have Faces and Mere Christianity. What about The Great Divorce? <clears throat> I, I assume she's already read it. That's I'm assumed too. She started with that because that was her favorite. In the meantime, I've been listening to the after hour interviews and talks. Matt's talk about true self, oh, this is nice, and false self hit very close to home and was very helpful. I'm looking forward to the rest. Thank you for all you guys do. Well, Kelly, that is very kind. Um, that's good to know too because when you prep like 15, 20 hours for a talk, but what you don't you also are stressed for two weeks leading up to it, envisioning the day that everyone's going to laugh at you and it's going to be dead silent when you're talking and making jokes. It's great to know that some people enjoyed it, so it was worth the uh, anxiety and lost sleep. 
it made you a better man. I did, and it revealed how big my false self is still, because anxiety <laughs> is your false self. Uh, we also had this message from Brittany. Hey all, Dallas, Texas here. Season 3, episode 34 made me laugh. 15 minutes in, you start by saying that Till We Have Faces should be read slowly. I'm such an American. I read it in three days. I have three kids. I'm not sure how I did it, but I did it. I loved it. I saw so many quotes attributed to Jack that were written in the characters of the book. How different they are when given context. That is very true. I'd say that book more than any other. I love this book dearly because Jack did a fabulous job of capturing the heart of a fallen woman, with the help of joy, grasping control, beauty and stability. Though they had somewhat little time together, this work between Joy and Jack really drove a staple into my heart. Thanks for the podcast. Oh, that's incredible. She must have, she must have a great husband. I like hearing people enthuse about Till We Have Faces. It gives me joy in the way that other books don't. I think it's just the fact that I know that people have they've grasped that there is something amazing here. And, and it's just going to take a while to unpack. Yeah, I'm still in the camp that it's not my favorite, but... I love the message. Jeff and I were joking about that. I think for me it's number two. I think my favorite is still The Great Divorce, but I think Till We Have Faces is now number two. I'm still going to put Great Divorce one, Mere Christianity two, honestly Four Loves, and maybe Screw Tape. Yeah, sorry. I'm just I'm the classic popular ones, but Great Divorce because of Thy Will Be Done. That was a really powerful thing for me in my own personal spiritual journey. And Mere Christianity because of the divine life and how that brought me to appreciate the divin the divine life when the Catholic Church says is transmitted through the sacraments like that just was really powerful to me. So unfortunately I'm picking the ones that transformed my spiritual journey even further. So we have faces longing. It was a good it was a good thing. You know, in fairness, I appreciated that quite a bit. So it's it's it won a good spot in my heart. Okay. I think I'll take it. <laughs> Remember, the first time I read it, I was telling Jeff this. I didn't know anything. It, I was just like, this is the worst book ever. That's not quite true. But the first time I read it, I think it was 2013. I was like, I don't know what I just read. How does Lewis think this was his best work? I got nothing. Well, would you like to read the delightful message that we got via our website from Evan? Evan, yes. Hey, guys. For a few years now, I have been the guy who is always bringing up Lewis and his work in most of my spiritual conversations. Evan, I can relate. Basically, Matt. <laughs> yes, I've been told I can't quote C.S. Lewis anymore. So a couple of months ago, my mentor, who had heard your podcast referenced in another podcast, pointed me in your direction. It has been a real pleasure listening to the two of you summarize and explain Lewis's thoughts clearly and concisely, bringing perspectives other than my own narrow one to his work, and by extension to Christ's work. I started at the very beginning with mere Christianity, as that seemed the only sensible thing to do, and just finish today. I'm curious how long ago the beginning was for you. I was particularly struck by the idea of theosis. Yes, so was I. <laughs> Evan, we could be friends. Reach out to me. I'm not sure if it's just an idea I've never heard before as an evangelical, or if I've just never understood what others were trying to teach me, but it has been exceptionally thought-provoking for me. I'm excited to dive into The Great Divorce with you, which I just finished reading again about a week ago. The Great Divorce highlights well one of the things I really appreciate about Lewis. That is, his ideas and beliefs were so fleshed out and real in his mind that he sets them out clearly and logically in mere Christianity and then goes on explaining them in all his other works. He just gets us. Separately, 
I appreciate hearing what you are drinking and how you like it, especially when it's whiskey. Just in the last couple of years, I've developed a taste for whiskey, and in particular, scotch. But I don't often get to imbibe or try anything new. I enjoy hearing about the different drinks you are enjoying and hearing a mini review so I can make a wish list for the future. We should do deeper reviews, actually. Thanks for all of your work putting this together. I look forward to hearing more of your insights on Lewis's work in the Christian life as we travel together in Christ further up and further in. That's a really nice one. Thank you for that, Evan. Um, that was, we, we so appreciate these guys, especially when you guys put so much thought into them. So here's a message from Grace. Hi, I've been a Lewis lover since the womb, and after two and a half decades, that love has only grown. So We Have Faces is one of my favorites of his, and I probably read it twice a year. Dang. Whoa. But after listening to the last season, I have found myself quoting it when faced with bogus situations. Lies of poets usually gets whipped out when an inanimate object, most frequently technology, acts like it isn't working, isn't charged, won't send, or won't turn on when it is truly in perfect working order. It has made me laugh, and I thought it might make you two smile as well. Thanks for the great content, and please keep it coming. Uh, does Marie listen to all our episodes? Of course. She is a dedicated fiancé. But we'll see how dedicated she is if she makes a comment. I was going to say, if you weren't getting married, I'd be like, Grace sounds like the perfect woman for you. <laughs> <laughs> wow. You think you're going to be safe in Grand Rapids? <laughs> <laughs> Marie, I only said that I'd because... I'd like to officially announce that I will be looking for a new co-host since my current co-host will be dead before dead. next season. In mysterious <laughs> circumstances. <laughs> Marie, if you listen to this, I expect a text. Yes tell you what try and distract from all of that by reading christine's message from youtube christine on youtube wrote i've been listening to your podcast every day since i discovered pints with jack a week ago wow christine impressive you have no idea how much your channel has encouraged me to read more lewis dive deeper and allowed me to see what he has he was trying to communicate i'm praying that the world will find your channel soon and discover what a gem this dynamic duel is i call batman I'll take the Joker. <laughs> no, 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 no. That makes you Robin. <laughs> no, no. I, I would, I would, I'll take Heath Ledger Joker, maybe more specific. Okay, free glass to anybody that photoshops my face on top of uh, Adam West's body and, uh, uh, and does the same thing for Matt with Robin. <laughs> Why Adam West? Because he's classic Batman. Christian Bale. Yeah, but Robin is more embarrassing with the short shorts. Oh, that's rough. Did you know, I just read uh, the other day that Heath Ledger um, was asked to be the actual Batman and he turned it down. He said, I will never do a superhero movie. And then Christian Bale was offered it next. And then he came back after talking with um, Christopher Nolan and said he would do the Joker. Wow. Didn't know that. Yeah. Fun fact. Very fun fact. So those were some of the communications that we had from listeners over the course of this season. And the way it's going to work is we're going to take a couple of weeks off because, as mentioned, I'm getting married, so I have a little bit of a honeymoon, uh, and we just would quite like a, a little breather, uh, and then we will start back again probably the first week in September. That's the goal. But in the meantime, you might be wondering, David and Matt, what am I going to do for those few weeks when you're not publishing episodes? Well, I have a few suggestions for you, and the first is that we're about to have the 70th anniversary of the publishing of The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. And Narnia Webb and the C.S. Lewis Company, they're going to be producing a short video, which is going to be released in October, of fans around the world reading the same scene from The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. 
And so I would love it if we had lots of listeners reading that scene, preferably while drinking from Pints with Jack glasses and wearing Pints with Jack t-shirts. So I'll put a link in the show notes. What if I record single episodes while you're gone? No. (laughs) David is strongly (laughs) pondering, do I give Matt that control? No, I think that's a terrible idea. (laughs) (laughs) Now that I know I can just pay Nick... Uh, to, to edit them and just, then they'll come back to me and I don't have to do anything and just upload them. Uh, it's, it's, it's kind of fun. Well, the, the thing is, they, they still get hosted on my blog, so I'm still ultimately the gatekeeper. So if you would like some of your personal mm-hmm. episodes and we can, you know, give them out to people, you know, probably as gag gifts, uh, I'm happy to do that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, brutal. Okay, other things to do during the brief break, and it's only going to be for two or three weeks, max. Solomon Schmidt, he reached out to us and asked us if we would let people know about a tour of England that he's organizing next year, so 2021. I don't know him, but I had a look at the tour, and it looks pretty great. Uh, You're going to be visiting all the iconic sites related to J.R.R. Tolkien, C.S. Lewis, and if you're into Harry Potter, J.K. Rowling. Uh, And Solomon is going to be the main guide, but what drew my attention was the fact that he's got Dr. Tom Shippey as a guest speaker, and he's quite a big name in Tolkien studies. Uh, Once again, I'll put a a link in the show notes, but if you just go to historybytes.com slash tour, you'll be able to find out all of the information. And actually, I was digging a little bit more into Solomon. When somebody sends me a, a message, I usually just do a little bit of research. And he's written some books about Tolkien and Lewis and produced a few videos about them on his YouTube channel. So he may well be a guest on the show at some point anyway. So my final suggestion as to what you can do during this gap period is you could write us a review on iTunes or on whatever platform you listen to us. Because I went and checked it out. We actually have 222 reviews on the US version of iTunes, which is very healthy. Uh, And then I flicked over to Canada and we actually only have one, but it is a corker. It's uh, the subject is community of Lewis lovers. I found these guys in the summer during a challenge to read a collection of Lewis books where the prize was some expensive and fancy ice cream. I figured I needed someone to explain what this guy meant. I ended up binging through about a zillion episodes since I could do that as I worked every day. It was so much fun and it was also so interesting. My reading challenge could have ended with the summer and some delicious ice cream, but it turned into a love of C.S. Lewis. Since then, I've been reading more of his books and rereading The Great Divorce because it's so good. Very true. I also did a novel study in my English class on Till We Have Faces. It was a shame the new season wasn't out at that time because I totally would have loved to read along while I did the project because that is one confusing book. Still, I'm loving reading it again with David and Matt. I've also branched out into books about Lewis. I'm reading Becoming Mrs. Lewis right now and loving it. These guys are great and will make anyone fall in love with C.S. Lewis and bring a lot of laughs along the way. Thanks for the great podcast, Samantha. And I'm pretty sure that this is the same Samantha who just had her birthday and I gave a shout out a few episodes ago. But regardless, thank you very much, Samantha. That was, that was delightful. And thank you for starting our Canadian iTunes reviews. Yes, and Matt needs to apologize halfway through the review when you... When I said good man, good man, not realizing that (laughs) it was Samantha that wrote this. Good, good woman, good woman. So we'll talk about season four in a moment, but let's just read uh, a few other reviews that people have left. Again, just to inspire you, if you're listening to this and you're saying, I don't know what I would say. 
Well, here are some fantastic reviews that people have left. Matt, would you like to read the review that Paul wrote? If you twist my arm. A delight. The hosts have a delightful, playful chemistry as they pursue a shared love in an intellectually rigorous, but not at all stodgy. Ooh, you like that pronunciation. I know you did. Very good. Way. I look forward to every episode. Well, Paul, we look forward to you listening every episode. Uh, This next one, (laughs) if you couldn't guess, this was on the Australian iTunes reviews. iTunes is really weird. It divides up all of the reviews by region. But I'm not going to do this in an Australian accent, because although I think my Australian accent is pretty good, I hate it when people try and mimic my accent, so I'm just going to pay this forward. What I've heard so far, I'd have to say the podcast is a little ripper. You blokes are cooking with gas. <laughs> Thank you very much. The, 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 um, this has got to be a dude. Uh, <laughs> with the username really serious. <laughs> you blokes are cooking with gas. Little ripper. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> well, the next one is where has Jack been all my life? I think she meant where has Pints with Jack been all my life? No, she meant what she said. Read on. <laughs> Stumbled, I know she did, I'm just kidding. Stumbled across this podcast. I've never read C.S. Lewis before. Wow, that's awesome, actually. I'm very much enjoying reading along week by week. Thank you guys for opening up my eyes to Jack. That, you know what? As much as I love the review, the emails and stuff that we get where people are like, I'm coming back to Christ, I'm going deeper in my faith, or even in some cases, I'm exploring Catholicism. Love all of those. Someone who's never heard of Lewis Mm -hmm. and somehow stumbles across our podcast, because that's just very, very, very rare. Usually you're searching for Lewis and you find our podcast Mm. and then falls in love with them. Wow. That's that's a step before I'm falling in love with Christianity. (laughs) It's like I fall in love with Lewis and now I love Christianity more. (laughs) Yeah, quite amazing. And now you see why I said where she says, where has Jack been all my life? Jack, even before us. Actually, she she, she found pints with Jack before she found Jack. (laughs) You know what? Jack would be honored, I think. He didn't mind sharing credit. (laughs) Okay, so it's next one. Uh, Amazing podcast. They know their C.S. Lewis. Found this podcast through Trent Horn. The Catholic combo of co-hosts David and Matt is really quite fantastic. Their personalities are different. (laughs) That's an understatement. But they both (laughs) contribute to making the podcast very profound and insightful with many chuckles and cheers along the way. Excellent sound quality. Well, thank you. No, that's thanks to David. It was a smart one when Matt decided to abandon him uh, to do the local recordings. I actually think it's something we've been getting progressively better at. And particularly now I have my wonderful closet recording studio. The sky's the limit. Well, we say this and I'm I'm afraid of what this one's going to sound like because I have this sweet apartment where I have a movie theater attached to my building and I get free movies. But anyways, they have an outdoor thing on my my porch overlooks an outdoor ninth screen and since they're closed they're now doing outdoor movies and it's the first night and it starts in 23 minutes and they've got like a preview showing right now and i'm not sure how much my mic's picking up okay well i'm not hearing it so let's hope (laughs) good at eight o'clock though we got to be done by eight because that's when the movie's going to start and it's gonna be loud okay let's let's do a few more reviews and then we'll talk about what's going to happen in season four uh, so someone on Podbean left a review saying that they'd binged season one in a week. What? Okay. That, that was long. <laughs> Another person described it as being the next best thing to a book club, which is a wonderful compliment because that's actually why we started this in the first place, to yes. be an internet book club. 
Here was a lovely review. Uh, it's just signed FF. A thorough and thoughtful discussion of the works of C.S. Lewis, which gets better and better. Thank you. That's the, it, I actually listened to our very first episode, our inaugural episode. I listened to that yesterday. I've done that once too, a few months ago. We have got better. <laughs> yes. <laughs> if nothing else, the sound quality is better. Mm-hmm. Anyway, he goes on. I have loved Lewis and devoured his books for many years, but I have found this podcast enriching, bringing out many new ideas and perspectives. I hope others enjoy it as much as I do. You know, the main thing I noticed different with me, it was, it was amazing. The first probably season, when you're talking into a microphone, the nerves, the tension, my lungs, mm-hmm. I'm worried if I'm breathing too much into it. There was zero comfortability as I'm talking. And now I just feel zero. My body is loose. Could be the alcohol. Um, just very free flowing, don't really care. And obviously we have better mics now that protect from too many peas or things like that or breath. But still, I was just so high strung, I guess what I'm trying to say, tight. Did you just say comfortability? Yeah, is that a word? <laughs> Comfortability? Okay, now's, now's your time to use your get out of jail free card. You know what? Tolkien invented languages, and it's because I love Tolkien so much, I can invent whatever the heck I want, and that just means I'm smart. There you go. Subcreation <laughs> for the win. <laughs> Matt, Matt sent me a message after he started listening to the Tolkien Road interview, and he said he was going to use that anytime I called him out for a word that I was pretty sure didn't exist. Because <laughs> she said, um, rather than ethereal, she said some version of it. Mm-hmm. And, and then her husband called her out. It just made me think of me and David. I was just—I was actually surprised, David, because you're so good at word association that you didn't make a comment about me in that moment. I'm like, oh, David is going to throw me under the bus massively here. No, no, no. I'm supportive. (laughs) (laughs) Marie has taught you well. (laughs) Also, the interview was about me, so I didn't really want to mention you at all. You know, (laughs) there's the truth. Okay, go ahead and read the next review. Oh, you get the last one. That's a good one. That's okay, though. Well, tell you, oh, no, 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 no. I'm, I'm a big enough man. I'm, I'm going to read the next one, then. Cheers. I thoroughly enjoy this podcast. Matt and David do an excellent job distilling the work of one of my favorite authors. But what I appreciate most is their goal is not merely to plumb the depths of the author, profound and influential a thinker though he be. Rather, their clear desire is to know God and to spur one another on to love and good works. Keep up the good work, gentlemen. Further up and further in. Oh, you tricked me. That was a pretty good one, too. It was very good. Although this next one, I might get this on a plaque and put it outside our house. (laughs) So to set and build this one up even further, I screenshotted it when I read it and sent it to David and just said, is this one of your friends, someone you know? Because earlier on, you, you encourage your friends to set reviews because, well, you want to just start building that base. But we're way beyond that now, obviously. But I still wasn't sure, was it someone he knew? Because it is that kind. David Roscoe, thank you for this. Subject line, best all-around theology podcast. Not sure why this isn't the number one theology or Christian podcast in the world. (laughs) Somehow they take some of the best, deepest materials and unfold it in a way that's even deeper still, yet more accessible. Their delivery as a duel is a great fit with just enough playfulness to be personable. You're welcome. And relatable without wasting my time on unproductive banter. David now says you're welcome. Good (laughs) literature is timeless, and they've extracted the essential oils that'll keep you wanting to keep wafting, wafting 
in the fragrance time and time again. <laughs> Guys, that's the standard of reviews. Don't let that intimidate you, though. Don't let that intimidate you to not write one, though. Yeah. Yeah, that, that, that's kind of like the gold standard of reviews. Yeah. But he nailed both of us in there. I try to bring lighthearted playfulness, and sometimes I can get carried away, and then you keep me in check, and you keep it online, and you bring deep intellectual stuff. So he got us both in here. <laughs> Okay, we've been talking for about an hour now, so let's talk about season four. Assuming you're still with us. <laughs> the people that enjoyed listening to all of our reviews and comments and nothing of Lewis as we just essentially feed our egos. <laughs> okay, so season four, as I said, it will almost certainly start in the first week of September. We are going to be going through the Screwtape Letters, and when we're done with that, we're then going to go on to, it's sort of the sequel... Screwtape proposes a toast. It's a good deal shorter, uh, and so we'll probably do that for, I don't know, six episodes, maybe something like that. David. And we'll then, yes. You didn't build the review up enough. I know a lot of people know it, but there are some people that this is the first time they're hearing that Screwtape Letters is our next book. <sighs> okay, what well, he said. And then after that, we're <laughs> going to be doing The Silver Chair. Because we do a Narnian book each season, and it is now time for The Silver Chair. And so I'm currently reading that to Marie, and we'll probably be finishing it on our honeymoon. So, Matt, get on it. Yes, and, and I did want it to be, not want it, but I, I was kind of joking with that. But I am so excited for this next book, because this is going to be incredibly different than any book we've done so far. It's mm -hmm. probably closest to mere Christianity in a sense that you can drop into any episode and get a lot out of it, whereas Till We Have Faces is the opposite extreme where you really have to be following along with us. But this is what I love about this is every episode is honestly completely independent with a really fun theme of a temptation or a sin that really goes deep but is lighthearted at the same time. It's going to play to both of our strengths. And I just can't wait because... I don't think we realize how clever Satan is, and I don't think it gets talked about honestly enough. People hear Satan and their like walls go up of, oh, this just seems kind of medieval. I don't know. Yeah, medieval, fictional, whatever. And I think Lewis did a very brilliant job making us understand that there is a spiritual battle going on for our hearts, for our minds, and the littlest things that we don't realize in our daily life, which I think we need to become more attuned to so we can become more attention, uh, intentional and vigilant towards are always happening. And Satan is trying to just pull us away from, as he calls it, the enemy. Yeah, it's going to be a really good book. And I'm planning on actually putting out a little trailer for it. So please share it from the Pints for Jack Facebook page. Uh, and you know, this is now is the time to start reading groups, uh, even if it's over Zoom. As Matt says, this is a book that's actually very easy to drop into. And mm -hmm. hopefully that all of our episodes will be like that as well. Uh, one of the things that we will be doing differently is our team is growing. So Andrew Lazo is going to be joining our team and he will be here on the show at least once a month. And we're also planning on having more guest co-hosts. So some of the guests from previous After Hours episodes as well as other enthusiasts and authors that we've just wanted to have on for a while and haven't had a good excuse. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to try it. I'm going to try it. We'll see here, not to get our listeners too excited, but we have, I had a lovely time interviewing Douglas. We're going to interview him again. I'm going to shoot Robert and say, is there a single chapter that Douglas loves that he'd love to co-host? That would be fun. That would be fun. Okay. I'm going to just ask him, why not? Robert's the right person to ask. <laughs> Uh, the other thing we're going to be doing in season four, 
much in the same way that we had a Tolkien month, we're also going to have an Owen Barfield month. So if you're unfamiliar with him, Owen Barfield was another one of the Inklings, and he shaped a lot of Lewis's thought. And I think he's not well known enough, so we're going to dedicate a month to talking about this guy. And we're also going to have a month on poetry. Poetry in general, and then specifically on Lewis, and poetry and the imagination, because all of this ties up with ideas which Lewis championed. The idea of the mind being the organ of truth, and the imagination being the organ of meaning. I know nothing of Owen, so I'm excited for that. And you know what? I'm not going to do any research between now and then. <laughs> oh, so out of character. <laughs> I, no, it's, it's, that's going to be my cross because I'm so tempted to, but I'm going to offer that up to the Lord and not touch a single Owen Barfield book between now and that month. <laughs> You're welcome. Yeah, yeah. And, and in other news, I'm going to sacrifice climbing uh, Mount Everest because uh, I, 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 w- I want to save that joy for later in my life. So there we go. I think we covered everything that I wanted to talk about. Season three, our amazing listeners, the wonderful reviews, and what we're going to be doing in season four. But we have some reminders. Obviously, yes. you just heard us talk about the reviews, and we did it in a way that probably made it sound like we were stroking our egos. But we just, we really love the reviews for two reasons. One, they help spread the ministry. But two, it actually, the point of reading it is not that. It's to show you guys that we genuinely read them. We genuinely enjoy them. They do nourish us. They edify us because sometimes when you're doing this, you're just talking to a mic with two people and it's hard to know how people on the other side are receiving it. So it is deeply fulfilling and helpful and inspiring when you do this and you give your time to it. So we really do appreciate those and we would love for you guys to keep doing them or you can just go directly to our site, send us stuff. Um, But I also wanted to do a reminder our YouTube channel has been slowly growing. I think probably this season we've doubled the subscriber base, but it's still probably one-seventh, one-tenth of what our podcast is. So there's a lot of you hearing this right now that aren't subscribed. Go to YouTube. Go do that. We love our Skype sessions. Those will start up routinely again. They're so much fun to do. They're very free-flowing. Um, go to Instagram. We're still probably one-fourth, one-fourth, one-fifth the amount of subscribers we got here, like, we have a lot more of you guys that listen to us here than follow us anywhere else. So, which is awesome. This is the main part where you guys are supposed to be. But go do Instagram, go do Twitter, do it all. Yeah, on Twitter, I'm regularly posting Lewis News. On Instagram, most days I'll post a C.S. Lewis quote, a quote graphic. Uh, so there's plenty of stuff to enjoy. Uh, go and sign up on Patreon. And as always, we thank Chris, John, Kate, and Rowdy, our top tier supporters, for helping us get so much stuff done. Um, go out and buy some merchandise, not because we make any money out of it, just that they look so cool. Why wouldn't you want them in your life? And just send us a picture with it, because that gives us cool stuff we can put on social media. Yes. And speaking of social media, share and let people know that we're going to be starting Season 4 in September with a fresh book. And now is the time to gift friends copies of The Screwtape Letters. If you want to start a reading group, just give people the book that you want them to read. I should do the same thing I did last time, where if you start a reading group and you do it continuously, I will select. I can't do it infinitely, but I did send them last time. Someone someone got some free pints with glass stuff. So if you start a reading group and you take pictures and you aren't lying, we'll do the honor system. I will take submissions because our group, our base is growing so much. I can't have 10 of these. I'll take submissions and uh, one or two of them I will select randomly and send 
a set of pints with Jack glasses too, because we want to encourage people to do that. Wonderful. And don't forget about the 70th anniversary video for The Lion Watch the Wardrobe. Details about it in the show notes. And join us in season four, when we're going to be going further up and further in. Cheers. Cheers, David. Cheers.